is your classic metal show right here on the classic metal And no, this is not going to be a classic metal segment, but it's going to be an important segment. As many of you know, we do tend to talk a lot about social media and a lot about politics and a lot about censorship here on the classic metal show. Uh, we've been victims to it, you know, on all the main platforms, we've had things taken down from YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else. And, um, we have made the move to really try, at least trying to get as far away from the mainstream tech and moving to the alt tech. And our, our primary place that we've gone is Minds, which is minds.com slash classic metal show. If you want to follow us uh, on the line right now to talk a little bit about Minds is the uh, CEO of Minds, who's uh, leading the crusade, I would say, against a lot of the the ills that are making social media the toxic place that it's become. He is the, like I said, the CEO of Minds. He is Mr. Bill Outman. Bill, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, thanks for having me, man. Sure, man. Well, Bill, let's let's talk a little bit about Minds, because I'm sure, you know, even though even though we have our, our little audience and our audience hears us talk about it, why don't you give kind of an overview of what Minds is and why you decided to create it? Yeah, Minds is uh, an open source social network dedicated to privacy, transparency, free speech, um, helping creators earn money, earn crypto, and we're constantly trying to, you know, basically get the power out of our hands sure. and into the users' hands, and so that's kind of what decentralization is all about. And we're not we're not fully decentralized, but we're working on it and you know it's a it's a new a new world what kind of the internet used to be decentralized in its infancy with like original email servers and everyone was kind of like running their own server and then everything moved into these silos with web 2 and all of the big mainstream social networks and you know i think that happened for for a reason that was sort of the natural evolution of technology, but sure. then with that centralization came all of these horrific <laughs> problems right. and we're sort of in the state that we're in where just it's way too um, concentrated of power. And now web three is really starting to emerge and that's with open source and crypto and more peer to peer infrastructure. So um, yeah, man, we're, we're really psyched that, that you all are on and that you're walking the walk because a lot of people, you know, like to talk, but they don't like to move. Sure. And, and, and I'll tell you right up front, Bill, it's a tough move. I mean, it's, it's for us. I mean, not, we're not an overly huge show. You know, we don't have Howard Stern millions of listeners or whatnot. We have about 40,000 listeners every week that download our, our podcast and listen to the show live, which is, you know, it's not small. It's not large. It's just a, you know, it's like a small town radio show kind of a thing, but the one thing that that makes it extremely difficult, I, I think, for a lot of people to to actually make the transition is that we've all spent a decade building up, you know, what we thought was going to be a, a solid follower fan base pretty much forever with like Facebook or Twitter. You know, I for us personally, we have, I think, seventy five hundred or something followers on Facebook, and it's really hard to start over at zero, <laughs> you, you know, especially when you're doing, when you're doing a, you know, a show where you want to reach the maximum amount of people. That being said, the one thing that I think I enjoy most about minds, especially is 
I can I can reach as many people just by posting because of the way Facebook's algorithm, you know, limits you to what five percent or three percent or whatever it is of of your actual audience. But B, you also have that that unique boosting technology where you take a you know you take a little bit of of the crypto money, you apply it to an important post, and you automatically reach you know a thousand new people, which is a which is very refreshing as somebody that's trying to build to build on an alt tech platform actually having the ability to do it fairly easily without having to be a a tech geek in order to do it yeah dude i mean the fact that we all kind of got conned with building up audiences on you know facebook and and Twitter and I mean Facebook's the worst of the algorithms, but the mm -hmm. algorithms are kind of coming for the other networks. And so you you know, people are slowly starting to see their reach decline. And it's just sad that that, you know, so much wasted time. But yeah, I mean, that really is the crazy thing that even though, you know, we're obviously a fraction of the size and um it doesn't matter if 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 you have a million followers on Facebook, your page could be you know, restricted to such a degree that you're still only getting like 10 likes on a post. I mean, nice. I, I have friends who are, who, who are seeing that. I mean, they literally built up pages with over a million Ugh. subs and it's just like totally useless. It's mm -hmm. so, so it's irrelevant how big they are um, because they're just soft censoring everybody. Right. Um, and your newsfeed is just a conglomeration of, of what they want you to see. And so you know, I think that you guys are um, upholding kind of the 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 principles of uh, you know even the music to a certain degree. I think that you know the musicians and artists are you know, just have traditionally obviously been much more counterculture and mm -hmm. and and going against the norm, and that's that's what it takes right now because the norm is to just be sitting in these these monstrous um spy networks sure well one of the things too bill is that at least that i see is that freedom of speech itself and i don't mean at the government level i mean almost on the the personal level people people a they misunderstand what freedom of speech actually is but b i think that it's been weaponized to the point where you know socially it's impossible to have and certainly, certainly you have no freedom of speech on, on any of the big three because they, you know, that you say the wrong word, they censor you or they put you in Facebook jail or, or, or whatever. And, and yeah, you know, it, it's that cutting edge sword. And, and I think you get it as, you know, somebody that's obviously offering a very open platform that if you, if you let people say what they're going to say, it kind of eliminates the people you don't want to hear from in the first place, but it still gives them the platform and freedom of speech is not supposed to be freedom of speech of things I like to hear. It's supposed to be challenging and it's supposed to challenge people to make decisions. And I think people are afraid of that now, which, you know, I think is probably one of the reasons that mines or parlor or gab or any of those have not gotten to be as huge as Facebook or Twitter yet. Do you agree? Oh, for sure. I, I, I think that most of the population does not understand why free speech exists and how important it is to 
allow that discourse because you don't like it. Because if you ban people, then there is no chance that they will ever change their mind. Um, in fact, if you ban people, you're almost guaranteed to exacerbate the problems that you, you know, it, even if your goal is to decrease hate speech, mm -hmm. banning it is what will cause more hate speech. Sure. Because you think that the internet isn't an organism, you're wrong. It's all interconnected and you're just making the problem worse. So, so, and actually the data shows that this is the reality. So, you know, that's kind of the irony of the whole thing that, right. that, societies become healthier when you allow the discourse to happen. Now, the problem is that because they're all enacting these policies, you know, alternative networks are getting some more edgy stuff and it is more visible. And like, we're working on tools to make it so that people don't have to see anything that they, that they don't want to see. And, sure. um, but, but the problem is that, you know, it does leak through and, so it's it's hard, but I what I tell people is you know you you have to frame your experience differently. Like if you see something that that upsets you or that you you disagree with, you have to ask yourself: Well, first of all, why am I getting upset, mm -hmm. and what do I actually want to achieve here? You know, do I want this person to be banned? Like people don't realize that when they call for banning, that they're making the world a worse place directly even right. though they think that they're on a moral crusade mm -hmm. no you're you're right and and you know the the real ugly truth to it if you dig into it is you combine that if if you take for example you know a, a whatever word that that would get you banned everywhere and i won't you know get into what words i'm sure we all know what words i'm talking about if you use those words then facebook let's say will will suspend you or whatever the problem is, is that once you start setting a pattern of what a Facebook or a Twitter says is bad and not necessarily just words, but ideas and all that, the, the followers, the people that are on those platforms automatically start adopting that as their ideology as well, instead of actually having free thought to say, well, I, maybe I don't think that that's bad, or maybe I don't think that this idea is bad. Mm. You know, it's almost like Facebook, they really are mind manipulating a little bit just by setting their rules, which are not necessarily your rules. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. I mean, there's a massive chilling effect, subconscious mind control that, is happening and you know it's not like to say that you know the executives are trying to mass mind control it's sure. not like it's it's not realistically as deliberate a conspiracy as a lot of people would want you to think but in in the actual outcome of what's happening it is literally engineering consciousness because people aren't seeing more diverse ideas and they're scared, you know, they don't want to get banned. So they're going to change their behavior. And so it's much more of like a subtle, but equally dangerous as if it was. And, you know, to be honest, there probably is some high level um, agenda with certain companies. But I just don't like to get into blanket statements of sure. like, 
you know, claiming some sort of monster conspiracy. I, I, I probably tend to think that most people are just ignorant and they think that they're doing something that is better for so- for society, but they're just wrong. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely correct. Now, now, Bill, one, one of the things too, that is to me, it should be criminal in a way that, that guys like yourself or Andrew Torbo over a gab or whatever should be able to actually take legal action is the way that the mainstream media has demonized alt tech as hate speech. They've really, and it's more gab than you. And I know that, I mean, mine does not have the same reputation per se, but I, I don't know that, that for, for any alt tech, whether it's you guys or gab or parlor or, you know, we, me or any of them, I don't think any of that is fair because first of all, it's, it's being judged by people that really aren't on it day to day to understand it. But B, it's just, you know, it, it, it's polluting the mindset before anybody actually tries a new product. I mean, that's the thing, man. That that's that's totally true. A lot of you know, we we've gotten a little bit of that because you know you you get some journalists who come in and they just go trying to find something that they, that they don't want to see. Granted, you can do that on any network, yeah. and um, but you know, you yeah, you can find certainly some some intense stuff if if you go searching for it. I mean, this is the internet. Sure. But I think the the hypocrisy is that the same journalists who will go and complain about hate speech um are simultaneously complaining about Facebook and Twitter in all of these other ways and you know like a typical like vice journalist, you know, we've had some tough pieces uh from Vice and they want alternatives and they're complaining about the surveillance and they're complaining about the lack of transparency and they're complaining about all these things about big tech, but then they go ahead and, you know, give us a hard time about supporting free speech. But like, it's like, guys, what is your solution? Yeah. Who, you know, they're ironically just complaining on Twitter about Twitter. And then they also complain about the alternatives with no actual solution. So it's just a bunch of whining without understanding that, yeah, this is difficult and, you know, we're not doing things perfectly, but we're trying to stick to a set of principles and we need energy in order to, you know, gain enough resources in order to grow and give people as much granular control as they can possibly have. And, it's, it's just, it's complex and people don't like things to be complex. They, they think that, Oh, I see something bad. And that means, Oh my God, the network endorses this idea. People aren't able to separate the fact that just because we're allowing a certain piece of content to exist, doesn't mean that we agree with the content. It means that we understand the dynamics of networks. Right. Definitely. Now, now, Bill, one, I'll, I'll tell you for our for our purposes, the main reason that that we chose Mines and the main and actually put our money behind it and actually became a plus member and did you know did all the things that that we think is the right thing to do to support it was because there's at least in my mind there needs to be more people that are not politically motivated to move to an alt tech platform. I mean, certainly you go to any, any of the alt tech platforms and you can get your share of, of right wing whether and not, and not even right wing, I guess, but right leaning stories and politics and, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. And 
we, I mean, we talk about race and we talk about politics and we talk about all that stuff on our show, but ultimately we're a comedy show. That's what we do. We, we, you know, we tell jokes and, and I think that what's going to have to happen for an actual alt tech movement to start is that you're going to need more people that are not politically leaning to join a situation like mines or gab or parlor or whatever, you know, you can't, people want to get away from politics a lot and they can't find anywhere to do it. I'm, I'm curious for you as the creator, if you think that it will take a more, you know, more of a, um, non-politics whether it be comedians that are being shut down because of their speech oh, or, for sure. or or what yeah. do you think Co- that's comics what comics i think are what are going to cause the tidal wave okay. ultimately because yeah man i mean we've specifically tried to stay out of politics and it's still you know we still get a lot of political content and that that's fine because mm-hmm. i think that you know politics is sort of at the at the tip of you know some of the speech wars, but so is comedy. Sure. And you know, comics are just much more resonant for popular culture. It's more, you know, it's it's more relaxing. It's a it's a de-stressor, it's just fun. I mean, I need, you know, we need comedy. And th- I, I think that comedy is what will also teach people how crucial this is because. It's much easier to say, oh, you know, I, I think that that political, you know, extremist should be banned than, you know, that comic. Because that, that, that once people start seeing comics get banned, that's where they start really getting freaked out because mm-hmm. it's like, well, wait a second. That guy was joking. Right. He was using that. He was using that word, which, you know, triggered your AI in a totally reverse meaning. And he clearly didn't intend what he was saying. He was using a word as a tool. He didn't right. endorse that word. And that's where, you know, the, the algorithms and AI on the big tech just totally breaks down and, and is like a pure dystopia because, you know, it's like just happened on YouTube a couple weeks ago, every comment critical of like communist China was getting deleted and they, you know, they said it was a bug and, you know, maybe it was a bug, but that is insane mm-hmm. that you could have that kind of a blowback and unintended consequences of, you know, banning certain words, because guess what? Language is very complex and it's not just a matter of saying that this word is good or bad. Right. No, you're right. And and, and believe me, as somebody that tells edgy jokes, there's things that I think if I read that I said myself and they were written down, I'd be like, Ooh, you know, I I can't believe I said that, but I know in the context of how I said it and and the conversation, it was clearly jokes. It's really scary seeing how, you know, and and I mean, obviously we, we, our show anyway, we've taken a a hard turn toward the alt tech. Like we're using, like, as I told you, we're using gab and mines obviously. And, parlor are our big three that we use now for social media we've decentralized twitter we've decentralized instagram and facebook and and even youtube which was our biggest platform for delivery we've we're we're now decentralizing that and moving to bit shoot and library and stuff i mean we're really mm-hmm. trying to embrace every piece of this that we can i i wonder as as somebody that's in the mix of it day to day, do you see a lot of people doing that? Or do you think that the wave is still a little far out to see? Well, have you guys 
supplemented or have you left the other places? What, what we've done with the, uh, with Facebook, as far as the actual social media platforms, what we've done is we've just basically turned them into nothing but advertising. So we put in our ads that say, Hey, don't forget to download our app or Hey, you know, the right. show's on at nine o'clock on Saturday, whatever. As far as YouTube, we used to, we, we, we used to plug put our, our segments up every day, but we've actually pushed it backwards a week so that, mm-hmm. so that the other platforms have the content in real time. And YouTube is kind of almost like a backup platform and nothing else. So we're, and we're working toward getting everybody over. It's, it's, I'll tell you, and it's somebody I'm pretty sure you're aware of if if you don't know him personally, we're we're kind of following the Sticks Hexenhammer model of of kind of we still use it, but we're slowly pushing our yeah, way away from it. That's the best way to go. I mean, you know, we actually don't necessarily come out and say like go cold turkey and sure. like fully leave just because that's just a less likely scenario. We have mm-hmm. to diversify in the beginning. Oh yeah, I know sticks. I've known sticks for a long time and, uh, been on a show a couple times and he's, he's, uh, totally rational and mm-hmm. doing it the right way. And he's doing a great, great thing of, uh, educating people so much about why this matters because I mean, it's like the writing is on the wall. It's just, it is such a risk to not be building up a backup scenario. It's just right. like every day it keeps getting worse. And so, um, yeah, man, we're just trying to, you know, I do think that we have a big weight on our shoulders and res- a responsibility to make the app easy and sure. and just super simple and clean UX in a way that is fully competitive with the big tech sites. And because, you know, I'll give credit where credit's due. I mean, there's brilliant engineers and designers at, you know, Instagram and Facebook and sure. Twitter and YouTube. I mean, they're the best. They're, they are fucking mm-hmm. good. Oh, yeah. And, but it's totally corrupt. Mm-hmm. So and, and, and there's no transparency. And so, you know, but in a way. The big apps have have it's become clear what people want. Right. And like what works in terms of functionality. And that's why all the apps kind of are the same thing at this point. I mean, Instagram and YouTube, it's all just video and you got a feed and you know, there's messenger components, but like Snapchat, it's all the same. They're, right. they're, they're TikTok. It's, it's stories, it's video, it's a, you know, DMS. It's like every app becoming the same thing and they're all just competing. And, but they're, they're all, none of them are significantly different from each other. Right. They're like prince principle wise, None of them are doing it right. And that's honestly what's shocking to me. I don't understand why one of them even isn't taking the philosophy and the ethics more seriously, because honestly, that's the most sustainable thing. That's where things are going. It's, it's dead obvious, right? No, it is. Is it going to be difficult for you? And, you know, it's it's a problem, obviously, Andrew at, at Gab has had. Is it going to be difficult to keep your app in the um, in the app stores? Yeah, it has been. I mean, we were suspended from Google Play for like six months. We finally got back in there and just, you know, pretty much by showing the hypocrisy. I just was in an email thread with one of the appeals people and i was like 
you realize that there is endless porn on Twitter, don't you? (laughs) Right. And I was like, you suspended us for, you know, an explicit, like, you know, image of a, of a woman that was like, not that big of a deal. And it was behind, it was even behind an explicit blur. And, you know, that's what ended up getting us suspended. And, and right after that, they reinstated us. And it was just like, wow, there's just no, there's no consistency. Right. I mean, you know, and that's, that's kind of the funny thing about Twitter is that you'll get banned for saying a certain word, but meanwhile you can like go and find hardcore porn. It's like, what, how, (laughs) how how does this make any sense? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. The 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 I think the the key word is just the hypocrisy because the hypocrisy's everywhere with all of the with all with any of it, whether it's um, you know, visual stuff or or speech you know, speech things or you know, I mean, we've all seen the same meme of the, you know, the the cop getting his head cut off and that's that's acceptable to Facebook, but if you if you go the other way, it's not and it's it, it, it's right. it's nonsense. It definitely is. But well, I'll tell you well, what. You, they're going to implode there be, mm-hmm. because it it just, or at least the policy is going to implode because you can't keep up with your own policy if you don't even have a logical, consistent policy. Right. So, I mean, I I feel like. Free speech from a from a company perspective is actually much easier to enforce because, granted, there's still gray areas edge case where, like, you know, if something's a threat or a true threat of violence, sure. like, you know, determining that is hard enough. But determining if, like, you know, this ancient art, like nude art, is like it's just obvious to us mm-hmm. that that would be okay. And it wouldn't be an issue. Right. But like on Facebook, you know, that could just as easily get banned and some moderator is not going to know like what to do because right. it's, it's just not, it's not obvious. And they're not taking just a simple like first amendment approach. And, you know, to be honest, um, I, I think that even some of the other free speech focus networks are, are having a hard time with, with consistency. I mean, and, you know, I'm not trying, I honestly support anyone who's trying to be more free speech and like is, I, I support more alternatives. So I'm not trying to, uh, you know, talk down at all, but mm-hmm. like free speech is free speech. And, you know, Parler has been saying that like, you know, first of all, no explicit content. It's like, okay, well, yeah. Okay. So, so that's, how free that's is it? <laughs> right. Okay. Um, you can't even just like say bad words. Apparently you can't, you know, so that that's not really free speech, but then they're going around marketing free speech and maybe in certain regards, they're more free speech than, than big tech. And they're allowing maybe more diverse political opinions, but it's like, there seems to be just, and you know, they also say privacy on their homepage and there's like, not, first of all, they're not open source. First of all, they require a phone number. Their mm-hmm. their their terms are are sort of a mess, and so I, I I think that it's convenient and it's a good marketing tactic, which more and more companies are learning to to be free speech. But when it comes down to it, actually staying consistent and truly supporting free speech, like guess what? If you support free speech, 
there's ugly stuff involved. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a hard thing to accept when you're trying to be like a professional company. Right. Because you're dealing with a bunch of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And but you just got to trudge on and 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 make it through it and be consistent because ultimately the the companies that that prove themselves to be consistent and principled are the ones that um I think are are more sustainable. Sure. And and you know, it, it if you start drawing lines on free speech, at least in my head, you know, you're basically drawing lines based on feelings only. And and where's that line? You know, I mean, where's the line that's I mean, there's some things that I think we all realize are obviously offensive and sometimes offensive is OK. I mean, sometimes there's purposeful offensive. But I mean, where's the line? Is the line? Well, I'm an atheist and I don't like organized religion. So Catholicism is is offensive to me. Should that be banned or should, you know, or should Buddhism be banned if I'm a if I'm a Catholic or what? You know, I mean, if you start drawing lines on free speech, there's no end to it. Everybody's offended by something, it seems like. Absolutely. And that that's look, it took hundreds of years, you know, arguably thousands for the for the constitution in the U S to get formed. And, you know, there's a lot of case history and uh, that took so much human thought to come up with, you know, the first amendment. Mm -hmm. I mean, so much work went into, into building that. And so to think that we're going to be able to draft a policy that is more consistent or better than that, it's like, no, that's just right. we're not going to do better than that, and neither is any other social media company. And yes, you in, you in, inevitably go down this dark path once you start making exceptions. And I mean, yeah, like it's hate is an emotion. Mm-hmm. Can are people allow like you know real you know illegal harassment is one thing, but like expressing hate, you. If people aren't able to express that on social media, then guess what? They're going to be radicalized to go and express it in other ways, probably in the physical world. Mm -hmm. So do you want people to get actually violent or do you want to be able to de-stress themselves online? You kind of have to be able to ask yourself that question. Right. Yeah. It's the old adage. Do you want to know your enemy or do you want your enemy to be hidden in the weeds? You know, I think I think most people right. want to be able to see them to, you know, I, I'm not a fan of the Westboro Baptist Church, but I'm glad I see where they are. So I don't accidentally stumble in there either. You know, I mean, it's right. It, it's it's the it, it's it, it's all hypocrisy. And it's this whole cancel culture and everything that that's evolved from this free speech battle uh, battle is insane. But I'll tell you what, Bill, I am awful happy that Minds is out there to give guys like me and shows like ours a forum so that um so that we can post without without worrying about a reaching our people and b you know having what we do say taken down so i i just want to thank you for the time dude i I know you've got other things going on but we really appreciate you coming on to the classic metal show hey man we really appreciate you being on minds and keep trucking with us and i think that you know we know where the train's headed so let's uh let's do it again uh in the future and 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 keep rocking sounds good man all right bill well we'll go ahead and wrap this up with a little black sabbath to, to put, bring it back around to classic metal we'll play the song computer god which i'll, I'll say that that's maybe your self theme how's that nice <laughs> all right here we go it is black sabbath right here on your classic metal show